The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Friday morning to you, December 15th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Good morning, Patrick. Ten more days till Christmas. Oh, are you I, excited? I'm excited. <laughs> I am. It's Friday and 10 more days to Christmas and a beautiful weekend in front of us. Doesn't get any better than this, does it? It, it Well, in Portland, Oregon, in the middle of December, uh, to have the stretch of weather that we're about to come upon, yeah, that is a, a Christmas miracle, I suppose. <laughs> uh, and I think what it's going to do will make for a very busy weekend. I think a lot of people are going to be out in Portland and in Vancouver getting the last of their shopping done. I would suggest slow down. Slow down and enjoy it. Slow down and enjoy it. Life goes way too fast. This is a time of preparation. It's Advent. Slow down and enjoy it. I know you're like me. got a lot to do. There's a lot of things. But, you know, take a little time to slow down and enjoy. Savor. Savor life. That is some sage advice, Patrick. I like that for sure. Now, if I can only follow my own advice, that's the thing. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is, you know, many people want to send cards, Christmas cards and Mm -hmm. greetings this time of year or a gift to family members. We talked about it yesterday that the deadline for first class and ground mail for the Postal Service is tomorrow. So you've got to get it into the post office. Otherwise, you're going to be paying just a little bit more to get your gifts there in time. I think I'm going to be ready. I, okay. I've got a few more i got to take care of, but I think I'll, I'll, I can meet the deadline by tomorrow. So, yeah. All right. So uh, lights are an ongoing discussion at our house <laughs> around this time <laughs> of year. I have, um, I, I, I wouldn't say that I get picky about lights, but I want like, you know, the white lights to match because sometimes you get them, they're real kind Oh, and steely yellow. white right, and right, then they're kind right. of warm white or yellowish yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. so that's been going on and and i have my little christmas village up i love to show my granddaughter oh. the little village and then inevitably once it's all set up one of the lights goes out oh. and, you know and it's like okay well <laughs> that's too bad uh and so then yesterday the good deacon was out because he caught a break there was no rain coming down all of the Christmas lights on the outside of our house went up and they're on the on the trees and he's got net lights and he's got the big old, kind of old fashioned type lights along the front. And he came in. And he goes, Brenda, the lights are all done. He says, guess what? He goes, I have every one of those strings that they're, they're strung together and they're plugged into one outlet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I went. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure I saw in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, <laughs> he tried to plug it into one light. It didn't turn out so good for them. I think Deacon's a little smarter than Clark Griswold. <laughs> he said that these LED lights, yeah. they work just fine. So they don't, they don't draw much. So, okay. yeah, I think you're okay. I think you're <laughs> hopefully you're okay. <laughs> you might want to have the Vancouver uh, Fire Department on speed dial just in case. Just in case. <laughs> I will be ready for that <laughs> for sure this weekend. And, of course, if you are getting ready to head out the door today, you better go through the back of your closet and find that ugly Christmas sweater. Really? Today is National ugly Christmas sweater day. <laughs> I really, I, I had planned since last year when David had announced that it was national ugly Christmas sweater day. I went, I, I, I've got to get one. You're not even wearing a sweater. I'm not even wearing a sweater today. 
And uh, there have been times in my life, and I look back at some old pictures, uh, and it wasn't even Christmas, and I've managed to wear some pretty ugly sweaters in my lifetime. I had this old reindeer sweater that was hideous, just, <laughs> you know, just terrible. And I don't know what, I, I guess in all my moves, it has disappeared. But I mean, it was, it was kind of, you know, threads were coming out. It was, it was a winner, hands down. I actually won a contest wearing it. It was ugly. Oh, ugly, 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 ugly. Yeah, well, I miss that. I miss it. It was. Yeah. It was so ugly. It brings <laughs> it was you joy. Beautiful. Yes, <laughs> that's right. And speaking of joy, of course, it's Friday. We're moving into this third weekend of Advent. Gaudete Sunday is yeah. coming up. The priests they don't they have do not have ugly vestments. They are beautiful vestments, and they are beautiful rose colored vestments that they get to wear this weekend. Light that pink candle. No, it is a rose candle. Okay. Can <laughs> can the vestments be rose and the it's candles be rose. pink? It's all rose. Okay. Well, my Advent candles As are I said, looking... G- Jesus rose. He did not pink. Patrick, <laughs> did you just put that together? No, I, I no. Somebody far smarter than I did. But that that's that's how you remember. It's rose, not pink. Jesus rose. He did not pink. That's right. Okay, I'll remember that <laughs> rose. So, uh, the good deacon has very beautiful rose vestments that Ooh. I look forward to seeing because he, he has them uh, during Lent. There's one rose weekend in Lent, and then during Advent as well. So, yeah, we'll we'll enjoy, enjoy, and watch the priests wear rose this and, weekend. And you know what else is coming up this weekend? The Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. going to be a beautiful time to get out there. We've got those tickets. The last oh, set. Oh, yes. The la- we've been doing this, what, three weeks now? They have been so generous month. this year. And, and we've got the very last set of six tickets to give away sometime this morning. So gifts plenty for you. All right. Well, Patrick, we should get this Friday show started. Let's what you got it coming up. up? Come on. Okay, and you know, we got a lot of news to get to. Sorry, I thought you were going somewhere else with that lead in, but let's start things this morning with Father Kevin McGoldrick. Oh, God, you are my God. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Ugly Sweater Day. God, you are my God, for you I long, for you my soul is thirsting, is thirsting, is thirsting. Oh God, you are my God, for you I long, for you my soul is thirsting, is thirsting, is thirsting. So I 
Blessed Virgin Mary, what a talented guy. That is Father Kevin McGoldrick. 710 on the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. Glad to have you along for the ride. And coming up next, we have got a very special interview. This is going to get you really enthusiastic about our future. We'll be talking with Rich Hernandez. He is the principal of the St. Vincent de Paul School in Salem, Boy, he has a passion for Catholic education. Nice. It is contagious. And we'll check that beautiful weekend weather forecast next at Matre Day Radio. Support for Matre Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart 
in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Romans 4.21 assures us that whatever God has promised, He is able to perform. St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh is fulfilling the promise with its challenging campaign to build a new church to accommodate large growth with more space for worship, sacramental life, service, faith formation, testimony, and solace. See the new church design and learn more at stpeternewburgor.org. That's stpeternewburgor.org. And join us in fulfilling the promise. As we inch closer into the new year, Matrade Radio's eye-catching 2024 Marian calendars are popping up in a variety of places. They're a great source of spiritual motivation to display in your home, office, shop, or anywhere you could use a little reminder that Our Lady is praying for you. And it's easy to get yours or pick up another one. Just check out our Advent Resources page at MatradeRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app for your own 2024 Marian calendar featuring magnificent artwork, encouraging messages of hope, and a full list of the Blessed Virgin Mary's upcoming feast days throughout the new year. Let your friends at Matraday Radio show our appreciation for your legacy of prayerful support. Your generosity has been a tremendous blessing to us over the past 34 years. Visit our Advent Resources page now to get your own 2024 Marian calendar. Just another way we're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. It is 714 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, sunshine and fair weather returns today. The sky is going to be partly to mostly sunny as high is going to push to 52 degrees. I can already tell it is going to be a gorgeous sunrise. Look Just at look that. at those colors Ooh. out there. That's right. Now, we are going to experience some gusty winds, 20 to 30 miles an hour here locally, even higher out in the gorge and as you get to upper elevations. Overnight, we're going to drop off to 40 degrees and Saturday and Sunday. More sunshine. Highs right around 54 degrees both days. So enjoy the weekend because, Pat, on Monday, the rain's coming back. Oh, Brandon. Well, we'll worry about that Monday. That's right. right. 35 right now. A little chilly start to the morning at St. Vincent de Paul Parish and School in Salem. And it is 34 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James of the Greater in Vancouver. Great things are happening in Catholic schools across the Archdiocese of Portland including St. Vincent de Paul School in Salem. Joining us this morning is the principal of St. Vincent de Paul School, Rich Hernandez. Rich, it's exciting to have you in the studio with us. Why do you do what you do? Why work in Catholic education? The short answer is the Holy Spirit. The long answer, um, it, it ends with the Holy Spirit, but I, when I retired, this is my second career. When I retired from the military about seven years ago, I was a career Army soldier for 26 years. I wanted a job that had values kind of like the military and, the, and where I could spend time with my son because I missed a lot of his formative years. So the Holy Spirit pushed me to education and I got to travel back and forth with my son for about an hour to and from a Catholic school. And I, I became a Catholic school teacher and now I'm a principal of a dual language immersions program here in Salem. Tell us about that program and really how it sets apart St. Vincent DePaul School 
You're the only dual language program in the entire Archdiocese of Portland, right? Yes, as, as we know, we're the only dual language immersion program in the Archdiocese. Uh, ours is a 90-10 format program where it starts off in preschool and pre-K where you start off with 90% Spanish, 10% English, and it starts shifting the other way. So by the time you leave for fifth grade or you get to fifth grade, it's 50-50 Spanish and English. So you get a really good immersion. and learning language at an early years at the early years for for preschool and pre-k in those formative years it play it pays dividends in the long run since you've adopted this program growth seems to have taken off it has we have grown 20 percent in the each year for the past two years so we've total of the past two years since i've been principal we've grown 40 percent and the national average is three percent for catholic schools wow that's tremendous growth Rich Hernandez, principal of the St. Vincent de Paul School, is with us. Rich, how do you incorporate the Catholic faith into that dual language program? I think it's pretty simple. Um, you know, being Catholic, meaning universal, it it fits in everything we do. We not only just have a religion religion uh, course, we infuse everything we talk about into our all our curriculum, math, science, engineering, sports, uh, sports with our CYOs, we pray before uh basketball games. Everything we do is religious-based. And speaking of that, your work in the community, you're really living out those corporal works of mercy, and you have what's called Phoenix Life. What yes. is that? So we, our Phoenix Life is we we try to be Catholic outside our school walls. So we we show, the like you said, the acts of mercy. We we volunteer in, for different services. We fundraise for different services. We, every month we pick a different organization in, in, in Salem where we raise for them for uh, cancer awareness. We raise money for the cancer unit in Salem. Uh, for Hispanic Heritage Month, we did Mano a Mano for them. For Veterans Day, we did a veteran organization where it's uh, fish uh, take a veteran to fish day. So we provided funds for them too as well. So we teach our students how to give back. Well, as a veteran yourself, I'm sure that had special meaning. For yeah, you. it does. Rich, looking out into the future, what lies ahead for St. Vincent de Paul School? What's on the horizon? So our, our school is gradually changing, and we change every year. We try to make it better, uh, get better student experience. So right now we're currently introducing this January coming up um, more technology classes. For example, we had a, a generous donor donate money for us to buy drones, so we'll have a drone club. We'll also have uh, robotics. We'll also have coding in English and Spanish and Legos for Education, which also includes coding. But in the long run, we want to be able to give our students resources and skills that they can use when they leave our school. It amazes me that this is happening on a level up to fifth grade. I can see this happening on the high school level, but you're talking about pre-K to fifth grade. Incredible. Yeah, so preschool to through fifth grade, um, we're trying to give them as much as they can so when they get to high school and they can start making solid decisions of what they want to do when they when they get out of high school. Rich Hernandez is our guest this morning. He's the principal of St. Vincent de Paul School in Salem. And you have open enrollment coming up for the 2024-25 school year. Tell us about that process and how parents, if they're interested in this, can get their students involved. Yes, our open enrollment starts December 15th. Our early open enrollment starts December 15th, and it's January 15th, and that's very important for those families that need those tuition assistance. It allows us to budget and plan for how much money we need in tuition assistance so we can ask our donors or we can 
you know, really budget for how many teachers we need as well. As the earlier we enroll, the better program our school is. Um, but we're we're open enrollment year round. But December fifteenth through January fifteenth is the key enrollment period for anybody that needs tuition assistance, um, so we can help them out. And how would somebody go about maybe scheduling a tour of the school, finding out more information about St. Vincent de Paul? Yes, if you visit our website um, or just Google us, um, you'll see us come up. Um, our phone number's there. Our website's there. Go on our website, go under admissions, and it'll tell you to pray about entering our school, um, scheduling a tour, and then filling out an application. And I believe that website, svdpschoolsalem.org? That's correct. Rich, I just want to thank you for driving up here today, taking time out of that very busy schedule of yours, and for your heart for Catholic education and, and service. It's inspiring. Yeah, thank you for having us. You know, one thing that our director of advancement always says, you know, even though our school's small, doesn't mean that, that our needs are small, you know, so come help us. And, you know, what our tagline for our school, and we really mean it, is we promise to know your child, love your child, prepare your child for life, and while striving for heaven. Oh. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. And um, yeah, come visit our school. He's Rich Hernandez, principal of St. Vincent de Paul School in Salem. And you can find out all about their exciting dual language immersion program and open enrollment going on now at svdpschoolsalem.org. That link and a replay of our conversation are also waiting for you at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. It is 722 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, the weekend, it's right here. And if you're thinking about what you can do, you're trying to make up your plan for the weekend, don't overfill it. Just do what is necessary and then go to Mater Day Radio's community calendar. There are so many things that are happening this weekend, starting today taking you all the way through the weekend that will help you truly appreciate and enjoy the season of Advent that we are in. Deborah works so hard. She has got it filled up with so many great things that you're going to be able to do. And you're also going to be able to access it on the Hail Mary media app. you got an integrated map system too, so it'll get you right to where you need to be. So check out our community calendar under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. They are looking for a full-time, friendly staff member for their front office. Duties include greeting patients, collecting patient copays, and answering phones. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please send an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, 
podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. When Santa Claus wanted a new sleigh for his Christmas deliveries, he was hoping to give his old sleigh to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Unfortunately, we cannot accept reindeer. But if you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you are no longer using, we'd like to hear from you. Donating a vehicle to support great Catholic programs is quick and easy and a likely tax deduction. More information is on the web at materdayradio.com. And if you have any reindeer, you may want to get a hold of Santa. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 725 on The Morning Blend. Brenda and Pat, what a sky out there. Woo, it's beautiful. Hey, coming up, we have got some information on Pope Francis and artificial intelligence and mm-hmm. a warning that the Holy Father is issuing regarding AI. And also from the Vatican, for some shame may keep them away from receiving the sacraments, but the Vatican says single mothers should be receiving communion. I'll have that story for you as well. Here is Joshua Blakesley with Advent Music, The Kingdom Comes. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let there be light, let there be light again For into the dark the sun is sent We will see and we will see once more For unto us the light is born
And that is a beautiful Advent music from Joshua Blakesley, The Kingdom Comes. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Pope Francis called for an international treaty to regulate the development of artificial intelligence and its use yesterday after an AI-generated image of him went viral this year. The Pope specifically warned against the use of AI as a weapon, adding to voices of the world and tech leaders calling for more government regulation of the technology. Pope Francis said tech and science progress leads to the betterment of humanity, but also gives humans unprecedented control over reality, which can include risk to our survival and endanger our common home. The Pope made the statements in an address to the world in honor of the upcoming 57th annual World Day of Peace, which will be held on January 1st. The Vatican's doctor in the office published a letter on Thursday confirming that single mothers can receive communion after going to confession and urging the need for further pastoral work in parts of the world where single mothers might still face harsh judgment. In the letter signed by Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez, it underlines that women who choose life and face difficulties because of their choice should be encouraged to have access to the healing and consoling power of the sacraments. The prefect of the Vatican Dicastery for Doctrine of the Faith wrote the letter in response to an email he received from a Latin American bishop noting that Pope Francis had also received several letters from lay people on the same topic. Bishop Ramon de la Cruz expressed concern in the email to the prefect that some single mothers in his diocese in the Dominican Republic abstain from communion out of fear of the rigorism of the clergy and community leaders. It was a rough commute yesterday if you were headed over the Burnside Bridge. An estimated crowd of about 300 protesters with Jewish Voice for Peace blocked the Burnside Bridge yesterday afternoon and into the evening during the commute to call attention to the demands for a permanent ceasefire in Gaza. The protest, in which demonstrators lit a 12-foot-tall menorah while blocking the bridge, took place on the eighth night of Hanukkah. Many demonstrators wore black t-shirts bearing messages such as, Not in our name, and Jews say, Ceasefire now. Some carried signs with messages including, End the occupation, and Stop murdering children. Portland has seen a wave of vigils and demonstrations in support of Israelis and Palestinians since October 7th when the terrorist group Hamas launched its attack on Israel. And travelers heading south on Interstate 5 just beyond Woodland near Clark and Cowlitz County line should plan ahead for delays and additional travel times. Today, the Washington State Department of Transportation maintenance crews will close the right lanes on southbound I-5 at mile post 19 near the North Fork Lewis River Bridge to repair and replace damaged guardrails along the freeway. So today, that closure will be from 7.30, so it's just now started, and it'll last all the way to 3.30. And Portland's famous ice cream shop, Salt and Straw, is opening a new location in Vancouver. The grand opening on Vancouver Waterfront location kicks off on January 5th with amenities that include free hot chocolate, musical acts, and appearance by Clark College's own 
Oswald the Penguin. That should be fun. Now, the company also announced it would be hiring approximately 20 to 25 people from the area for the new shop. So be ready for that. You know, they have some very special flavors for the month of December. Those include toasted white chocolate and peppermint almond, Mm -hmm. gingerbread cookie dough, Mm. almond brittle with salted ganache, and chocolate sugar cookie dough. Oh my goodness! I, they, I got they are fat very just cre- hearing about <laughs> they that. They are very creative with their flavors, aren't they? <laughs> they really are. They do a tremendous job. But I tell you, this Thanksgiving flavors are kind of the the really cool ones. You can actually have a whole Thanksgiving dinner in ice cream from salt and straw. <laughs> Real like turkey and gravy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, ooh, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's kind uh, of a sage flavor. Why yeah. don't you try that and then let me know how it is. <laughs> Hey, in sports, congratulations to the University of Oregon's Jackson Powers Johnson. He's become the fifth player in the college's football history to earn a unanimous All-American status. Powers Johnson is the program's first unanimous All-American since Kayvon Thibodeau back in 2021. Other unanimous All-Americans include LaMichael James, Marcus Mariota, and Penny Sewell. The All-American status follows Powers Johnson becoming the first Duck and the first Pac-12 player ever to win the Remington Trophy as the nation's most outstanding center. And the Ducks are set to battle undefeated Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl on New Year's Day. They're installed as a 17-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Huh. That is a lot of points okay. to be a favorite against a team that's undefeated. Okay, well, don't go into uh, too, um, you know feeling like you can just mow things over because you always get surprised when that happens. I don't think Dan Lanning's going to let that happen. Okay. I think he wants the W on New Year's Day. The brown robes of the Orders of Friars Minor, we know them as the Franciscans, are an iconic look that immediately identifies wearers as part of the order. What you may not know, however, is that the robes that they wear are not their own. Rather, they are passed down within the order to be worn by the next generation. Father Casey Cole, who's been on the morning blend before, has been documenting his life as a Franciscan since he began discerning his vocation on his blog. His explanation of the Franciscan tradition of passing down their robes begin with an explanation of why they wear robes to begin with. Now, Father Casey explains that the reasons are fourfold. It clearly distinguishes the rarer from the rest of the world. It provides members of the order with a clear sense of group identity. It reminds the wearer of their commitment to God. And it is a mark of simplicity, a staple of the Franciscan life. Now, Franciscans take a vow of poverty and the robes have always been tailored from the cheapest fabrics one could find. As Father Cole mentions how many Franciscans Franciscan row bears signs mending. In fact, he even pointed out online a picture of his own robe where it has a mended elbow. Now, while he does note that some robes are handed down because the previous wearer grew out of them, it's more common for a Franciscan's first habit to be passed down from a member of the order who has passed away. And rather than feeling put off by the revelation, Father Cole seems to be thrilled to cover himself with a piece of Franciscan history, noting that his holy robes remind himself of the commitment to God, once reminded another man of his commitment to God as well. Uh, The robe that Father Casey points out, 40 years old. So 
been around a while. I have a friend who's a Franciscan priest, and I'll have to ask him about that. But I have to tell you, one time I, I, I saw him, he was dressed in in his his regular clothes. It threw me for a loop. I, really? I, I almost like I didn't recognize him because he we, we were going out. It was in the summer, and, and we were going out. It was on a retreat, but we were going out on a hike, and he had dressed for that. And, and uh, yeah, it just threw me off. Hmm. He's discalced, though, and I will tell you, he, he didn't wear shoes on the hike either. So, yeah, he stuck to that. I can attest to the how honored men are with the passing down of vestments within the deacon community too. When a deacon passes, oftentimes you'll see their vestments and they'll be made available, please. And and they take them because it's such a wonderful reminder, as Father Casey said, of the humility of the person that wore them previously. Great tradition. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, slow down the busyness of the season and this evening head over to a winter wonderland with Cantores and Ecclesia at Aquinas Hall at Holy Rosary Parish in Portland. All are invited to this festive annual winter event in support of Cantores and Ecclesia celebrating its 40th year. Entertainment will be provided by two ensembles of children and adult choirs. Tickets are $50 and can be purchased at the door and you can find more details on these and other events just head over to the community calendar materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app you know what's a great way to slow down and enjoy things Eucharistic adoration. Oh. You can make a little time for Jesus and spend some time with him. I promise you, you're going to love it. We'll hear all about ways that you can adore with Lexi Torres from the Archdiocese of Portland. She joins our own Sarah Kinsey next after we check weather at Mater Day Radio. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Father Matt Libra from St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon in praying the St. Andrew Christmas Novena. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail, and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold in that hour Vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior Jesus Christ and of his blessed Mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This novena is traditionally prayed 15 times a day, starting on St. Andrew's Feast Day, November 30th, until Christmas Eve. For more information and to find more of your favorite Catholic prayers, please download the free Hail Mary Media app onto your smartphone. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. 7.42 at Matraday Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. What a start to the day we have for a beautiful weekend in front of us. Partly sunny this afternoon, high up to 50. A little windy, though. Those wind gusts up to 22 miles an hour. Tonight, cloudy, low 37. Then sunny Saturday, sunny Sunday, high for both days in the mid-50s. We will take it. Oh, uh, I can't wait. Uh-huh. Currently, though, it is still a very chilly 34 degrees at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Forest Grove. And cold in Eugene, 36 at the St. Thomas More Parish in Newman Center on the campus of the University of Oregon. Well, this Advent season is a wonderful opportunity to grow closer to the Lord. And one of the most important ways that we can do this is through the Holy Eucharist. This is Sarah Kinsey with Mater Day Radio, and today I am speaking with Lexi Torres, who is with the Parish Support Services for the Archdiocese of Portland. Lexi, happy Advent, and thank you for joining us. Happy Advent, Sarah. It's great to be here, and I'm excited to chat with you today. First, I want to ask you, for those that aren't familiar, what is Eucharistic Adoration? Yeah, really, you might look different in your parish. Maybe at your parish, you experience Eucharistic adoration with worship music or praise music or just complete silence or a mixture of both. Or maybe you spend time adoring Christ in the tabernacle. But really at the core of what Eucharistic adoration is, it's spending time adoring the Lord in his presence there because we believe he's truly present as Catholics in the Eucharist. And so if we're sitting there adoring him in the tabernacle or exposed to us in the monstrance, we're spending time with him because we believe he's truly a person. And so he's there with us, sitting with us there, and he wants to spend time with us in that time, allowing us just to share our hearts with him, to rest with him, just to be with him. So it might look like there's music. It might look like there's silence. Maybe there's a rosary, like I said, but whatever it is, it's at the core is you spending time with him, you giving your heart to him. Could you share maybe what is your experience in growing closer to Christ through the Holy Eucharist? So much of my relationship with Christ has been rooted in spending time with him in adoration, in the Eucharist, going to daily mass as much as possible. And, you know, I went to Catholic school my whole life and born and raised Catholic. But I don't think it was really until high school that I can remember one distinct Adoration, worship night, and XLT, if you're familiar mm. with Life Teen. Yes. <laughs> I was a high school senior. I just remember sitting in that adoration in that time of praise and worship and for the first time, like really giving Jesus a desire on my heart and allowing him to speak into that and give me sometimes 
answers I didn't want to hear. But now looking Mm. back on, you're like, wow, Lord, I see what you did with that. And that's so beautiful. So that was really for me, I feel like where the Lord nudged me to trust him, to spend time with him more in prayer, to give him those desires and allow him to just work, just be who he is, to be God. And that really helped me so much to grow. And then continuing that into college, and that was just spending time with the Lord in prayer as much as I could, whether that be in adoration, just staying a little bit longer in prayer after mass. I went to a Catholic college, so we had a chapel on campus. So I had the opportunity to just pop in after class for mm-hmm. 15 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour and just be like, Lord, this is the chaos of life right now. These are the decisions I'm making. Can you guide yeah. me in them? And again, beautiful just to look back on and see how that transformed my life. And then even more so serving as a missionary and having the blessing of praying a holy hour every single day for over two years. I just continue to look back on that time and see how much the Lord poured grace into that and is continuing Mm -hmm. to pour grace into that. And what a blessing it was to spend time with him so intimately and pouring that into my life now as much as I can, spending time with him as much as I can, just allowing him to fill me. You know, it's funny as you were kind of recounting those different periods in your life, there was several instances that mirrored my own life. Mm-hmm. Just I grew up going to adoration hour with my mom. She mm-hmm. had was signed up for one of the perpetual adoration hours. So we would do that. Um, but then in high school, it was kind of these worship nights where we, we really got to just spend more time with the Lord. And that's where I think I really started to trust him was mm-hmm. in those times of adoration. And then also through college. And I also was very blessed to have a chapel in my dorm and mm-hmm. just having time to rest in his presence, I think was so key for me. And I still find that with me now, like in busyness of work and life now. It's just when I get a few minutes to, like Mm -hmm. you said, even stay after mass for a few minutes and and just have quiet with him or or stop into like an adoration chapel. Um, Just having that rest is is so beautiful. Mm. Yeah. it's. I think it's important to remember because I know there's times where I go into adoration. I'm like, okay, do I have this? Do I have my Bible? Do I have my journal? Do I have my rosary? Am I prepared? Am I prepared to pray right now? Lord, what do you want to talk about? You know, all these things. And there's so many times, especially more recently, especially in the season of Advent, where I feel like the Lord is like, can you just sit with me? Do you want to just be with me? And Mm -hmm. I don't need you to, you know, do anything, but just be here and then let me work. And the peace that brings, like, you don't want to leave. (laughs) You're like, I have to go now, but I don't want to go. You know, I have other, you know, I have other responsibilities. You have to be, you got other things on the schedule for that day. But so often when I do just take that time to sit and be with him Mm -hmm. for however long he's inviting me into, you just see how he wants to be with you in just the simplest ways. And it's just so beautiful and so encouraging to know that it's actually quite simple of just sitting, being, and resting with him. I am talking this morning with Lexi Torres from the Archdiocese of Portland. And Lexi, for for those people that maybe Eucharistic adoration especially is new, so maybe they, they like this idea of really resting with the Lord, but they're not sure like, well, this feels uncomfortable. You know, I'm here, mm-hmm. it's quiet, what am I supposed to do? How would you encourage someone to get started in the practice of Eucharistic adoration? Yeah, I remember when I was in college and I was experiencing this draw to spend more time with the Lord. And I would, you know, show up and I was starting to journal and do stuff like that. But I also just started to listen to worship music while I was sitting there as well. And I would just have a playlist that I listened to. And it's beautiful because the Lord really spoke to me a lot through the words of those songs. Mm -hmm. And I can see now how he was working in that, which is so cool. 
And it just was those little things of noticing, like, where does the Lord want to meet me right now? Well, he wants to meet me in scripture sometimes, or he wants to meet me in a beautiful praise and worship song, or he wants to meet me in how I'm journaling and what I'm writing down to go back and read and see words that I just think to myself, okay, that was not me. That was Mm -hmm. all you, Lord, who wrote those words down. Or just also in the silence, the simplicity of just sitting. And so not to be afraid to go in and say, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm comfortable with, I know how to listen to music a little bit, or Mm -hmm. I know how to write, so I'm comfortable with that. And just giving him whatever area maybe you're a little bit comfortable with, and also the areas you're a little uncomfortable with, (laughs) and then seeing how he can blend the two and meet you. Because you just, the Lord just wants to encounter you in whatever way he desires to. And we each, you know, we have different love languages. We all love to talk about the love languages. And Christ knows that. And so he's going to encounter you in the love language that you need to meet him in um, so that he can draw closer. Because ultimately, that's what he wants. He wants to know us and be in relationship with us so badly. And he'll take whatever little crumb we give him and make just a beautiful meal out of it. And I'm, I'm just grateful for the ways he's done that in my life. And that really did start with me in college, showing up to the chapel, journaling, listening to music, and then building upon that from 15 minutes to 20 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour to some days even longer than that, depending on what's going on in life that week. Um, having the blessing of spending a little bit more than an hour in prayer as well. But you just get to see how when you give the Lord just those little little times, those little things, he shows you how you can make them even bigger and even stronger. I think that's a good place to start. We just give him what we can and he he makes so much more out of mm-hmm. out of our little offering and we just mm-hmm. give him the chance to work we just give him a little bit of our time mm-hmm. now Lexi the, around this time of year especially and throughout the year though there there's so many different opportunities in people's parishes in their mm-hmm. local area what are some suggestions that people could maybe find in their local area that they could um, attend a mass or, mm-hmm. or a Eucharistic adoration Yeah, I would start by checking out your parish bulletin, checking out your parish website, see when do they have either weekly, daily, monthly Eucharistic adoration, and then pick a day, pick a time in that month or that week that you're going to go and spend time with the Lord in adoration, Uh, especially, you know, something that maybe it starts five minutes or that hour, whatever it is, but start with that. But then maybe you're not there. Maybe you're like, oh, no, I just I can't even make it to adoration yet. I can't sit with him in that way yet for whatever reason that it is. Okay, well, maybe you're spending an extra 10 minutes after mass, after you receive the Eucharist, spending time with him. Maybe you know that your church is open during office hours, that Mm -hmm. maybe the chapel and the church is open during that time. Jesus is there. He's in the tabernacle. So maybe you choose a day in the week or in the month that you're just going and spending time with him in the tabernacle because the Lord, again, he wants to work with whatever we want to give him. Also, maybe picking up an extra day of mass. Maybe you incorporate more daily mass into your life because that's really what we want. We want to receive him. We Mm -hmm. want to have him and body, soul, divinity, everything in us. And so that's ultimately as well. We want to be receiving him, spending time with him. It's just like any other relationship. I love calling my friends, but I love even more when I can give them a hug. And I love when I can sit and have a coffee with them and just Mm -hmm. give them my heart as well. And so just like those friendships, you want to do the same with Christ. You want to give him in so many different areas of your life, your entire life. Lexi, thank you so much uh, for joining us, and we wish you a very blessed rest of your Advent season. You as well, Sarah, and I'll be praying for all the listeners as well in this Advent season that they just draw closer to the heart of Christ and prepare their hearts to receive Him.
753 at Matrade Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. Great advice from Lexi Torres. She is so joyful. And speaking of joy, the Christmas Festival of Lights going on. Big lineup tonight. Plenty of choirs. Evergreen High School going to be out there. Mountain View High School. St. Helens High School. It's going to be packed. We want you to be in the middle of all the fun. We have got our very final six tickets, family six-pack of tickets to give away between now and 9 o'clock this morning. Keep listening for your chance to win and be a part of all the fun. It's the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto with Day Radio. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. For several years now, New York bus driver Derek Gatling has been organizing Christmas toy drives, backpack giveaways, church parties, and food donations, and they're meant to benefit disadvantaged and homeless kids along the route he serves. The father of four works out of the Jackie Gleason Bus Depot in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. A fellow bus driver, Yvette Cook, wrote to New York's Daily News nominating Gatling for an award. She said, This is one man who wants to give back all the time. He wants to turn the world around and he is not giving up. Gatling explained what motivates him, saying, I know that a lot of parents can't really afford gifts. I promised myself this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 756 at Materday Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, and we have the Donut Caper. Mmm. This is, oh, this is very, very oh, sticky. I'm, in, I'm intrigued <laughs> now. And, oh, what a wonderful weekend to begin those O antiphons. Oh I'll my. explain these traditions for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. This is definitely the case for today's saint. Born in Genoa in 1587, Virginia Berselli was raised in a noble family. She loved God and wanted more than anything to become a religious. But at the young age of 15, she was forced to marry Gaspari Braselli due to her social status. 
A real gem of a man, Gaspari was a drunkard and a gambler. But together they had two sweet daughters, Layla and Isabella. The marriage didn't last long. After five years, he passed away, leaving Virginia a widow. Refusing another arranged marriage, she devoted herself to raising her daughters and caring for the poor and sick. At this time, war was ravaging the land. Her heart went out to the needy and wounded, and she opened up the doors to her own residence to house them. Eventually, her house was too full to take on more, so she rented an empty convent to turn into a hospital. Using her wealth and social status for our Lord, Virginia built a church called Our Lady of Refuge, which housed two congregations of holy women. At last, Virginia could become a sister. She also served as a peacemaker between noble houses. She worked up until the day she died, and at the end of her life, it's said she received visions and locutions from the Holy Spirit. St. Virginia is a prime example of someone accepting where providence leads them and choosing to be obedient to God in every situation. Do we do this in our own lives? We've all been given deep longings and passions in our hearts. Maybe you're living your calling and desire now. Live it fully and praise God for it. It's a blessing. Or perhaps you still haven't seen that longing fulfilled and you're in the waiting this is a difficult and frustrating place to be in. St. Virginia wanted only to be a nun and live the religious life. Since childhood, she had that longing. Through no fault of her own, she was forced into marriage, despite clearly not wanting it, but she was obedient to the task at hand. She was a loving mother to her daughters and continued to love and serve God where she was. I like to say that God writes straight with our crooked lines. He did just that in the life of this woman. The world tried to keep her from him, but he sorted it all out. In the end, he gave her the desire of her heart. He granted her that deepest longing and she lived it with such joy and abandon that today her remains are incorrupt. God gives each of us a fire in our hearts, whether it's to become a parent, a husband, or a wife, or to create art or music, or to become a priest or a nun. We each have been given different passions and longings unique to us. God knows what brings your heart to life. He created you and he wants to grant you those desires. But sometimes life takes us on detours and sometimes he wants to teach us something before we reach the promised land. Be faithful now, be steadfast, even in the waiting. He knows you and sees you and one day he will bless you abundantly. St. Virginia Braselli, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information on the saints and some great resources for Advent, you need to download that Hail Mary Media app. Details on how to do just that at MatraDayRadio.com. It's 8 o'clock. In your news this hour, in a message to the Global Refugee Forum taking place in Geneva, Pope Francis underscored the fact that it is a shared responsibility to resolve the plight of refugees and highlighted a series of signs of hope that speak of solidarity, welcome, and cooperation. His message read on his behalf by Cardinal Secretary of State Pietro Perelin was addressed to the world's largest international gathering, on refugees. It's a forum designed to support the practical implementation of the objective set out in the Global Compact of Refugees. The Pope mentioned signs of hope that he encounters every day, listing countries and host communities that keep borders and their hearts open to welcome refugees, those who continue to save lives at sea, and the solidarity offered in reception centers. Two men, including a 48-year-old from eastern Washington, have been indicted by the federal government on suspicion of poaching 
3,600 birds in Montana that included bald and golden eagles. Federal prosecutors allege the men killed the birds on the Flathead Indian Reservation of western Montana and sold the eagle feathers and body parts on the black market for significant sums of cash during a span of some six years. Travis John Branson of Cusick, Washington, and Simon Paul of St. Ignatius, Montana, face charges of conspiracy and trafficking wildlife. The charges allege the men violated the Bald and Golden Eagle Protection Act along with the Lacey Act, prohibiting selling poached wildlife, according to court records filed in the U.S. District Court in Montana. So this is something that's going to be very personal to Indian tribes, and I know for mm-hmm. Scott, too, this is a really important story. As a tribally enrolled member of a federally recognized tribe, he has the ability to receive eagle feathers from the repository, and it takes years for the process to go through of when you submit your application and then before an eagle is available because they receive them from across the country. So this really undermines the process of that and put a lot of people who are on that list and on that role but even farther down. It's heartbreaking. Certainly is. Well, the Oregon Zoo's Great Northwest got a little fuzzier last week as Timber and Thorn, a pair of orphan <laughs> cubs, moved in. The new arrivals are settling into a small cub-proof section of Black Bear Ridge for now before eventually joining adult bears Chubby and Dale in the full habitat. They were found wandering separately in Alaska and too young to survive on their own. Both cubs were rescued by state wildlife officials and taken to the Alaska Zoo in Anchorage to care for before coming to Portland. Now, the North American team has named the cubs Timber and Thorn in honor of, huh, uh, their forest home and, of course, two local soccer teams, the Portland <laughs> Timbers course. and the Thorns. Eventually, the youngsters will join adult black bears Chubby and Dale, but for now, they're being cared for in a separate part of the habitat. Now, once abundant in nearly all of North America's forested regions, black bears have lost much of their former range. The populations have been bouncing back over the past two decades and 60 percent of u.s and canadian states and provinces reporting growing numbers according to the international union of conservation of nature so uh, welcome to portland timber and thorn oh i love it an australian woman has been charged with stealing a park truck filled with ten thousand crispy cream donuts what? after two weeks on the run new south wales police said the unmarked delivery truck had stopped for fuel on the outskirts of sydney australia on november 28th when a 28 year old woman allegedly hopped in and made off with the freshly baked booty detectives followed a trail of crumbs to a suburban <laughs> car park where they found the abandoned vehicle more than a week later. Krispy Kreme recorded the incident to the police and reassured customers that it was working to replace the 10,000 stolen donuts. What do you do with 10,000 donuts? I mean, I, I could eat a fair amount of donuts, but 10,000? Uh, that That's a lot of donuts. That so is I, a lot of sugar. Hopefully she had a very, very big <laughs> cup of coffee to go along with that. Well, she's going to have time in uh, in jail, I think, to, to eat plenty of donuts. Uh, mm, but quite, quite a sticky caper there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can only eat a couple of Krispy Kremes. Well, travelers heading south on Interstate 5 just beyond Woodland near the Clark and Cowlitz County line should plan ahead for delays and additional travel times. 
This morning, Washington State Department of Transportation maintenance crews will close the right lanes of southbound I-5 at milepost 19 near the North Fork Lewis River Bridge to repair and replace a damaged guardrail alongside the freeway. So that closure began about 30 minutes ago and it's expected to last until 3.30 this afternoon. In sports, the Blazers return home to Rip City last night, got off to a rough start against the Utah Jazz. The Blazers trailed by as much as 33 points in the third quarter before they closed the gap for a 122-114 loss. On the bright side, Blazers rookie Scoot Henderson recorded his first double-double by scoring a career-high 23 points to go along with the personal best 10 assists and 17 points. The games uh, started a stretch where seven of the Blazers' next eight games will be played at the Moda Center, including tomorrow night they'll be taking on Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks tip-off set for six at the Moda. You know what else is on the bright side, Pat? that I don't have Apple TV. So I was unable to watch that horrendous Charger and Raider game last 63 night. 63 to 21. The, and the Raiders are not that good. The Raiders are not that good a team, but six, uh, 63 points. I think it was 40, 41 or 42 to nothing at the half. So, uh, yeah, obviously the Chargers are missing their quarterback. Yeah, Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert is out for the season now. And, uh, boy, I, I don't know if that would have made much of a difference last night. Wow. That's that's bad. Bad, bad, bad. The season of Advent is full of mystery and anticipation. During these weeks, the church's liturgy leads the faithful Uh, patiently yet deliberately through the prophecies of the Old Testament, particularly the prophet Isaiah to the silence and beauty of the nativity. Our incarnate Lord lying in a major wrapped in swaddling clothes is the fulfillment of all hope. These last days of Advent are ushered in by the great O antiphons. Seven antiphons are short chants that are sung at the beginning of the Magnificat each evening at Vespers, which is evening prayer, from December 17th all the way to December 23rd. Now, the O antiphons have been chanted in the church since at least the 8th century. There are many levels to the symbolism and foreshadowing of the antiphons. Individually, they each speak on their own, addressing our Lord by a different title. So they begin. Here are the O antiphons each day. O wisdom, O Lord, O root of Jesse, O key of David, O day spring, O king of the nations, O God with us. Of course, that beautiful, we don't even realize maybe that we're singing the O Antiphons when we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Right. Oh, now these remaining days of Advent, with the help of these beautiful and ancient chants, draw our minds and hearts to the King of Kings as we explore our Catholic tradition and prophecy of old, joyfully awaiting the coming of our Savior. And we'll have a very special uh, O Antiphons feature from the monks at Mount Angel Abbey on Monday morning. So you want to tune in for that. And speaking of Mount Angel, I want to congratulate Brother Anselm. He is going to be ordained a transitional deacon tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock at Mount Angel Abbey. And you can uh, see that stream live on the Hail Mary Media app. So check that out. A very big day for Brother Anselm. Congratulations on his uh, transitional deaconate tomorrow.
All right, and also on our community calendar, Saturday at 1 o'clock is Ad Luchem's 12th Annual Christmas Concert and Carol Sing at St. Paul's Catholic Church. You also can see on Saturday at 6 o'clock, Handel's Messiah, sung by Chesterton Academy of the Willamette Valley. So great choirs to come up also, and the Festival of Lights. In fact, Patrick, how about right after we go into the break and weather? We give away another set of tickets. Ooh, I like that. All right, get ready to win. We've got your chance to be in the middle of all the fun, the Christmas Festival of Lights. And we'll also be talking with Monsignor O'Connor. How about that? Oh, another O Antiphon. <laughs> After we check your weather next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Mater Dei Radio wants to put your family in the middle of all the fun at the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. Make plans now to be a part of the largest Christmas choral festival in the world with captivating performances from the Pacific Northwest's finest choirs. There's also continuous entertainment in the Grotto's Plaza with outdoor caroling, puppet shows, holiday shopping in the Grotto gift shop, and of course, more than two million dazzling lights. Stay on top of all of the Christmas Festival of Lights activities with the Morning Blend on Mater Dei Radio. Each day will keep you updated on the latest event developments, including behind-the-scenes interviews, the nightly choir schedule, and chances to win tickets for your family to join in all the excitement. Don't miss the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights now through December 30th. And keep up with all the fun on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
812 at Monterey Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat getting this Friday off to a great start. Going to be sunny this afternoon, high up to 50, a little bit windy, and that wind will cool things off. Wind gust up to 25 miles an hour. Cloudy tonight, low 37, then sunny Saturday and Sunday. High for both days in the mid-50s. Wow. Wow. That's I'm really just looking forward to this weekend. It's already a beautiful morning. Yeah, I can't wait. Currently, it is 37 degrees at Our Lady Star of the Sea Catholic Church out in Stevenson. And 40 degrees with the Franciscan Missionary Sisters at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. All right. It's been such a wonderful opportunity here at Matcher Day Radio to partner with the Grotto to give away uh-huh. these tickets. And we've been doing it for days and days. And today is our last giveaway. So here is your opportunity to go. What a great weekend to head out to the grotto. Somebody's been saving up this number. We're going to take the sixth caller today. We've got lots of opportunity here. They are calling already. 888-823-5286. 888-823-5286. Caller number six is going to be a winner of a family six-pack of tickets to the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights from Matre Radio. Call now. He's the director of the Office of Divine Worship, so he knows a thing or two about the faith. It's Monsignor Gerard O'Connor. Parishes and homes were preparing for Christmas, but it is important that we use this week's of Advent to focus on our faith and the Eucharist. So joining me this morning to get things in the right order, it is our good friend, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Good morning, Monsignor O'Connor. Thanks for joining us again this morning. Oh, you're welcome. Good morning, Brenda. The priests in the diocese have been asked and encouraged by Archbishop Sample to preach on the Eucharist. Tell our listeners a little bit about what they might be hearing in their parishes during the weeks of Advent. Yeah, so the Archbishop, uh, you might remember last Lent that we uh, preached on the Kerygma. Right. The Archdiocese, Archbishop asked all the priests of the Archdiocese to preach specifically on the, the four themes of the Kerygma. So this year, because we're going through this Eucharistic revival as an Archdiocese, he asked all the priests to uh, preach on uh, on the Holy Eucharist during the four weeks of Advent. So it's a little unusual because, you know, during Advent, of course, you think, well, we're going to get, uh, you know, this this preparation for the Incarnation, the Christmas sort of stuff. But he thinks that, you know, the, the, the preaching on the Eucharist is, is extremely important and he's asked us all to do it. So the Office of Divine Worship and the Office of Continuing Education of Priests, Monsignor Sayak, um, have put together uh, four outlines for... Um, for the homilies, so that we're all sort of a little consistent. So the first one was about the biblical roots of the Eucharist. So it goes to the Old Testament and the New Testament, etc. And obviously, we're all familiar with the New Testament of the institution of the Eucharist and the priesthood of the Last Supper, the Acts of the Apostles, recount the same thing. But um, what has been fascinating for me was to go through again the Old Testament and see the prefigurement of the Holy Eucharist in the Old Testament. So that was that first homily. In the next few, we'll be talking about more doctrinal things, about transubstantiation, concomitance. There'll be uh, an exposition of the catechism teaching about this. And the final week is about what is our response to this? Understanding now what the Eucharist is as the source and summit of the Christian life and the central mystery of our Catholic faith. What is our response to that once we come to that? So um, it's very exciting. I I love preaching this because I, I just really... I was excited about showing people the, the, the prefigurement of the Eucharist, the type of the Eucharist in the Old Testament, 
Um, so it's been fascinating for me so far. So I'm looking forward to the next three weeks of preaching on the Eucharist. Oh, how ex- wonderful. And to hear you, Monsignor, say how excited you are to preach about this, I think that just brings up in all of us an excitement, a renewal, especially during this Advent season, to focus on our faith and the source and the summit of that faith in the Eucharist. Monsignor, now you have mentioned that this is going to be preached uh, through the four weeks of Advent. Now, when we get to that fourth week of Advent, it's actually just one day later that it's Christmas. In fact, the fourth Sunday of Advent is also Christmas Eve. People, are we're used to going to Mass on Sundays, and then we've got the obligation to go for Christmas. Many might think that Sunday, if they go to Christmas Eve Mass in the evening, well, then that's going to cover the Sunday and the Monday, the Christmas celebration, but that would not be exactly correct. <laughs> it would be exactly incorrect. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so the church's principle here is that you cannot uh, go to one Mass that serves two obligations. So we have a Sunday obligation, of course, on Christmas Eve, and then we have the obligation of the Solemnity of the Nativity, which is Christmas Day. So they're two separate. So you can't go to, say, Midnight Mass that would cover, the, that would straddle both days as your obligation. There are two actual obligations. So, yeah, so, um, so but people have been, you know, I think I think we can manage it, you know, going twice and, you know, two consecutive days. I don't think it's going to kill us. You know, I think we can do it. Um, be aware of some of your priests as well. We'll be celebrating a lot of Masses that weekend, mm-hmm. you know, from Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Um, it'll be a very, uh, very busy time for, for the priests in, in busy parishes. So, but yeah, um, no, one, one Mass does not cover two obligations. It's wonderful to be at Mass, especially for Advent and then to celebrate Christmas. We can all manage it. You're absolutely right. Now, you did mention that priests will be very busy. Vigil Masses on Saturday, fourth Sunday of Advent Masses in the morning, and then they begin the Christmas celebration. You had mentioned previously that priests did have to get a special allowance to be able to say so many Masses in a single day. Yes. After after more than three Masses, we need the permission of the Vatican. So um, we have applied for that permission. We haven't heard yet, um, but we're told to presume that the permission's coming. So unless you hear differently, everything's fine. All right. Excellent. So our priests will be there ready to welcome us for this very special celebration of the fourth Sunday of Advent and the celebration of the Nativity of our Lord. Monsignor O'Connor is joining us today, the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral. They are preparing for a very busy Advent season as well. And Monsignor O'Connor, you're all getting prepared for very busy construction New Year. Let our listeners know what's going on. Yeah. Well, so the Pastoral Center of the Archdiocese is moving on to the cathedral campus, taking over what used to be Archbishop's residence. So we're moving all our employees from Burnside down here to this building. So um, we're renovating the whole building and uh, it's going to take a year and a bit. It's going to cost a lot of money, um, but it will be very beautifully done, tastefully done, and bring a lot of life to this part of downtown Portland. And um, you know, a lot of life to the, the cathedral community. So it's it's a win-win for all of us here at the cathedral, uh, having uh, the Archdiocese and Pastoral Centre staff here on start site with us. And But as a result, we you know, we've got to move out. So I and my seminarian for the year are moving out. We're going to go live at Christ the King with Monsignor Sayak, and we'll commute each day back to the cathedral. We've got some temporary offices across the road from the cathedral. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's um, so I basically by January, by the end of the year, we have to clear these buildings of everything. So that's what we're doing right now. We're um, we've got a big yard sale coming up. If anybody's interested, go to our website and we've got uh, all the contents of the cathedral buildings will be um, you know put into a, a yard sale. And so we're doing that, and uh, it's it, yeah, it's sort of a, <laughs> it's a massive project. Oh. But we're, you know, no you doubt. Gotta do it, right? You got to do, do it. it, but boy, uh, by January 1st, amid all of the busyness of the Advent season, Christmas season, yeah. and then yeah. to have to move at the same time, we'll keep you all in our prayers as well. Monsignor O'Connor, thanks so much for joining us today. Before we go, though, can you end us with your prayer and blessing? Yes, absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, as we prepare to uh, celebrate the incarnation of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who brought redemption to the world. Keep us faithful during this period of Advent that we may come to that celebration and enjoy the Nativity with our family and friends and loved ones. We ask this through Christ our Lord. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Monsignor O'Connor, thank you so much for joining us today, and happy Advent to you. Thank you. God bless you, Brenda. 822 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And congratulations to Tina down in Cottage Grove. Tina was our winner of a family six-pack of tickets to the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. So congratulations, Tina. Great to have a winner. She'll be coming up to Portland for all the fun there. And uh, tonight, a big night there. Trinity Lutheran School Choirs get things rolling. Then Gila High School, Evergreen High School, Mountain View High School, and Top Topping off the evening, the St. Helens High School Choir. So big doings to kick Mm -hmm. off the weekend at the Grotto. You'll want to get out there. Have you seen the giant Christmas tree? You can actually go inside the Christmas tree. That's how big it is. That's one of my favorite things in addition to all the good food out there. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And just the way it it never... Uh, seems to not take your breath away when you just see all those beautiful lights. Two million lights. The angels on the rock face as you look at the at the beautiful grotto and then the scene there. So I kind of like how the the lights reflect off of Saint Bernadette up there on the cliffside. Oh, if you ever, really? yeah, take take a look up there. Okay. It's kind of hidden, but you'll see. The, you know, there's Saint Bernadette and Our Lady up there. It's just really special. We want you to come on out, join us at the grotto. Thanks to Chris Blanchard and his crew out there. They just do mm-hmm. a fantastic job, and we. We have been honored to be a part of it. So congratulations. Tina will be there from Cottage Grove, and uh, we want you to be there. Come join us at the Grotto with Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. In chapter four of his rule, St. Benedict reminds us never despair of God's mercy. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. This important phrase catches us by surprise because he slips it in at the end of a long list of good works we should practice. St. Benedict is reminding us that when we have done all we are supposed to, we must finally entrust everything to God's mercy. We believe that God is so merciful that he sent his Son to suffer and die in order to restore the beautiful creation we had disfigured by our sin. 
Only God's mercy can, in the end, repair all the evil and hurts that we inflict on one another. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. If we can just remember God's mercy in times of trouble, we can bear these difficulties and look forward to that day when all will be healed. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Beginning this January, Mater Dei Radio presents Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz. Catechism in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is coming soon to Catholic Radio. Starting January 1st, encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith as we journey together toward our heavenly home. Tune in to Catechism in a Year every night at 11, right here on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Dei Radio. 826 Friday morning, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat and Pope Francis issues a warning on artificial intelligence. More on that next. And for some, shame may keep them away from receiving the sacraments, but the Vatican says single mothers should be receiving communion. I'll have that story for you coming up in news in three minutes. This is Kara Klein and Catch Me. We are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I was afraid, afraid to fall, afraid to hurt. To risk it all I've climbed this high I've come this far But it's a leap still To where you are So push me a little Till I see 
Tara Klein and Catch Me. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Pope Francis called for an international treaty to regulate the development of artificial intelligence and its use yesterday after an AI-generated image of him went viral this year. The Pope specifically warned against the use of AI as a weapon, adding to voices of world and tech leaders calling for more government regulation of the technology. Pope Francis said tech and science progress leads to the betterment of humanity, but also gives human unprecedented control over reality, which can include risk to our survival and endanger our common home. The Pope made the statements in an address to the world in honor of the upcoming 57th annual World Day of Peace on New Year's Day, January 1st. You know, when that picture came out of him, it was Pope Francis wearing a white puffer coat. And when you look at it, you would not have even been able to tell that that was a computer-generated image. It looked like Pope Francis in a white puffer coat. It's eerie. It is. But he wore it well. (laughs) Well, the Vatican Doctrine Office published a letter on Thursday confirming that single mothers can receive communion after going to confession and urging the need for further pastoral work in parts of the world where single mothers might still face harsh judgment. In the letter signed on December 13th, Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez underlined that women who choose life and face difficulties because of this choice should be encouraged to have access to the healing and consoling power of the sacraments. The prefect of the Vatican Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Fate wrote the letter in response to an email he received from a Latin American bishop, noted that Pope Francis had also received several letters from lay people on the same topic. Well, if you had a long commute yesterday, chances are you were around the Burnside Bridge. An estimated crowd of about 300 protesters with Jewish Voice for Peace blocked the Burnside Bridge yesterday afternoon and into the evening during the commute to call attention to the demands for a permanent ceasefire in Gaza. The protest, which demonstrators lit a 12-foot-tall menorah while blocking the bridge, took place on the eighth night of Hanukkah. Many demonstrators wore black t-shirts bearing messages such as Not in Our Name and Jews Ceasefire Now. Some carried signs with messages including End the Occupation and Stop Murdering Children. Portland has seen a wave of vigils and demonstrations in support of Israelis and Palestinians since October 7th when the terrorist group Hamas launched its attack on Israel. The holiday season is bringing back shoppers to downtown Portland and there are some fun winter activities to top things off. Starting this Saturday, an outdoor ice rink and Woodsley Winter Village are opening up near the west end of the Morrison Bridge. The city's putting on the pop-up to encourage people to shop locally. And if you spend at least $20 at any downtown retailer in December, then you get a $5 off to your skate ticket. The rink opens up with a ceremony on Saturday and will operate from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily. And if all goes well, the Woodsy Winter Village will stay open until January 28th. And actor Patrick Duffy's longtime Southern Oregon residence along the Rogue River, once for sale at $10.9 million. Well, they, somebody got a deal. It sold at auction for $5. 
$1.75 million. Half off. (laughs) In my book, that's a good deal. Now, the live stream auction at Sotheby's Auction House in New York lasted 15 minutes with two determined bidders moving up $50,000 at a time. Now, the winner gets this 329-acre plot. Now, it includes the lodge-style primary residence on 79 acres of a riverfront that is divisible. It's a 1950s main house that has a uh, that Duffy added a wing to. There's also a walkway to a wine cave and a spa cabin. There's also a detached pool building with a series of glass doors, more than 100 acres of irrigated grounds and two-acre pond for irrigation and recreation. And it also includes a 15-acre island in the Rogue River. Wow. So they get all of that for $5 million. Patrick, you you lost out pretty quickly when the bidding started. Yeah, $23 wasn't going to cut it. <laughs> Not that, so much. That was my that was my limit though. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what interest rates are doing these That's days. That's right. So, and pro- yeah. you mentioned the property tax on that too. <laughs> And in sports, congratulations to the University of Oregon's Jackson Powers Johnson. He's become the fifth player in the college's football program history to earn unanimous All-American status. Powers Jackson's the program's first unanimous All-American since Kayvon Thibodeau back in 2021. Other unanimous All-Americans include LaMichael James, Marcus Mariota, and Penny Sewell. The All-American status follows Powers becoming the first Duck and first Plank 12 player ever to win the Remington Trophy as the nation's most outstanding center. And Powers Johnson and the Ducks are set to battle undefeated Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl. Coming up on New Year's Day, they're 17 and a half point favorites in okay. that game. That's a, That's a lot of points. They should be yeah. pretty confident going into that game, too. It'll be fun to watch. The brown robes of the Orders of Friar Minor, also known as Franciscans, are an iconic look that immediately identify wearers as part of the order. What many may not know, however, is that the robes they wear are not their own. Rather, they're passed down within the order to be worn by the next generation. Father Casey Cole, who's been a guest on The Morning Blend before, has been documenting his life as a Franciscan since he began discerning his vocation on his blog. His explanation of the Franciscan tradition of passing down their robes begins with an explanation of why they wear robes to begin with. And Father Kathy explains the reasons are fourfold. It clearly distinguishes the wearer from the rest of the world. It provides members of the order with a clear sense of group identity. It reminds the wearer of their commitment to God. And it is a mark of simplicity, a staple of the Franciscan life. Franciscans take a vow of poverty, and the robes have always been tailored from the cheapest fabrics one could find. As Father Cole mentions how many Franciscan robes bear the signs of mending. While he does note that some robes are handed down because the previous wearer outgrew them, it's more common for a Franciscan's first habit to be passed down from a member of the order who has passed away. So rather than feeling put off by the revelation, Father Cole seems rather thrilled to cover himself with a piece of Franciscan history, noting that this holy robe that reminds himself of the commitment to God once reminded another man of his commitment to God. Father Casey goes on to share stories of the Franciscan who wore his habit before he did, remarking on how the life's work of a priest serving the order for 40 years continues to humble him. Mm. 
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. A great weekend to hear some beautiful concerts. And this one I might even bring me down to the Mount Angel area on Sunday. Caroling with the Monks is happening at Benedictine Brewery at 2 o'clock. We'll enjoy them singing and then stick around because at 5 o'clock at St. Mary's Church is the Lessons and Carols. And remember, you can find all the details on these and many other events. Oh, they're, they're already happening today. So you've got a busy weekend if you want to get closer to the Lord. Check out our community calendar at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. I wonder if Father Martin, the brewmaster, is going to be singing out there. Uh, you know, there, I, I'm not sure what it is about taking vows, but it must enhance the singing voice because they all sing very, very beautifully. I asked them about that. And you know what they told me? They said it's the Holy Spirit. It is not them. They do not take <laughs> credit for that. Hey, we'll be singing about the last 10 days to go before Christmas. It's just 10 days away. And we've got some tips for you to get ready during this Advent season just ahead. After we check the beautiful weather forecast for the weekend, that's next at Matre Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples. No matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background, Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. 
841 at Mater Day Radio. The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat getting this weekend off to an early start. Beautiful Friday, partly sunny this afternoon, high near 50. Little gusty with the wind that might make it feel a little cooler. The wind gust up to 25 miles an hour. Tonight, cloudy, low 37, then sunny tomorrow, sunny Sunday. High for both days could reach the mid-50s. Wow. Wow. And, and winter, the, really, the first day of winter, just around the corner, too, next week. So we're, we're uh, really being blessed. We'll take weekend, it. For sure. Currently 34 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And 35 at Benedictine Brewery at Mount Angel Abbey in St. Benedict, Oregon. The show's not quite over, so relax and have a second cup of the morning blend. Oh, I can relax. How, how do you relax with a cup of coffee? I always relax with a cup of tea because the caffeine and the coffee really gets me excited for the day. Really? I, I, I relax with a cup of coffee. Do you? But I, I, I've got, as I've gotten older, I can't drink it past a certain time. So I, I kind of have that uh, 11 a.m. cutoff right okay. there. Yeah. Uh, have you hit the threshold in life where you enjoy a cup of decaf in the afternoon? No. No. You're not no, doing it? No. No. That's, there's something just wrong about decaf. Okay. Plus, there's no such thing as decaf. I mean, I've heard it does this. have a little bit it, of caffeine. You can never get the caffeine totally out. So to say it's like totally decaffeinated, no. Okay. And no to Sanka. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. No, thank you for that. So, well, before we get into today's second cup, you know, we just noticed on our Facebook feed here at Matra Day yeah. Radio, we are highlighting a real special event. Remind our listeners what's happening because they got all kinds of good things going on down there. Yeah. So Brother Anselm Flores tomorrow is going to be ordained as a transitional deacon. That'll be going on at nine o'clock there in the Abbey Chapel up at Mount Angel. And uh, if you can't make it down for this beautiful ceremony, I believe Archbishop Sample is going to be the principal celebrant uh, during the ceremony. Uh, you can watch that on the Hail Mary Media app. We've got that uh, Liturgy of the Hours feed that we get from Mount Angel Abbey. And anytime they're doing anything in the chapel, oh. it's actually right there on the app for you. So you can, you can check that out tomorrow morning at 9. It'll be beautiful Archbishop sample. And congratulations to Brother Anselm. Oh. This, is, this is a major step for him mm-hmm. in, in his journey and his vocation. So with the Advent season, we've been talking about this nice weather might make for a very busy weekend. And, you know, if you're like me, Pat, are you surprised to know that I'm an extrovert? Does that surprise you? I I thought you were more sanguine. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And what that means, though, if you're a person like me, is uh, I am affected by my surroundings. Mm. Right. So so my energy level is dependent on what is external Ah. of me so when i get around like if i'm in a busy mall or around a lot of lights that's what gets me kind of geared up rather than if it's in a kind of calmer environment then then my mood will kind of change to match that so i'm kind of i i external uh influences get me so so i'm the opposite of that because i just i well you know how i am i'm like a tornado just <laughs> it comes from internal you, right? It does, right? it does. So I thought because, you know, we're moving into this busy weekend, we can talk about some ways to make sure that we enter into this last week. In 10 days we have until the Christmas celebrations, that we do it with 
the right kind of energy and yeah. calmness. We just got to let, I, I have to really work at not letting the lights just kind of hype me up and, and TV shows and all these different things. I really want to enter into these last few days in a prayerful way. So I found a great article and I thought we'd talk about some of the ways that we can do that. And uh, they're not going to be easy for somebody if you are uh, an extrovert. Lay it on me. Okay. And here's a here's a great one because we were talking about having a second cup and whether or not it relaxes you or not. They suggest you drink a cup of tea or coffee and do nothing during the time it takes you to finish it. That's it. Just sit and be calm. Don't look at your phone because see, that's what we've really gotten accustomed oh, to yeah. Yeah. is that if you have even a minute I've noticed sometimes I'll do that if I'm watching a show and a commercial comes on, I'll grab my phone and start scrolling, right? We, we've gotten so addicted to our phone. Set the, so, the phone down, drink your cup of coffee, and maybe even meditate a little. Just kind of ask the Lord to, to be present with you and focus. Fantastic. I love that. Uh, and you can even take that one a step further because they suggest you set aside an entire night no technology night in the household. I love this idea. The kids are off the computers. They're off their tablets. They're off their phones. Parents put your stuff down and be together. And while you're together, they suggest read the gospel of the day. You know, we're getting into that season too, where, you know, we're, we're going to be focusing again. Pray the O antiphons. We were talking about that. Those begin on Sunday. Yeah, it's a great way to enter into Lexio Divina, if you will, and really kind of put yourself in that scene. And if you're maybe focusing on the nativity story, well, put yourself in the manger. You know, put yourself there in that setting. What would you be seeing? What what would be the expression on Mary's face or Joseph's face or looking at the baby Jesus? You know, put yourself there. Exactly. Absolutely. Spend that. You can go to the grotto if you need that external view Enter into the Christmas story at the grotto. I think those are just beautiful ways. Nice. Uh, the next thing they suggest. Now, Pat, you were commenting on this this morning because we have had, with the clearer weather, some really incredible mornings oh, here. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Right? And because you're getting up early for the morning show, now you're realizing, you know, we get to, we start the show, it's dark. And then slowly that sun begins to come up. They suggest to look out the window or up at the sky for at least one minute a day. So just watching the sunrise this morning, how did that make you feel? Oh, it was inspiring, and it really makes you all inspired by God's majesty. I mean, those colors, we can't duplicate that. There's nothing that can duplicate that right there in front of you. We can try, Mm -hmm. but those pinks and those oranges, the way they meld into the blues and the grays and the dark colors... It's just, it's breathtaking. Yeah. One of the things that my daughter has done, she's done this with one of her friends a couple of times now. They were just out uh, last week. So to this weekend might be another great weekend to do that. Her and her friend got up early. They bundled up. I think they went to a little coffee shop to get something hot as they headed up to Pittick Mansion. 
And they sat out there in Piddick Mansion and watched the sunrise over the city. And she said there were people there, too, that do the same thing. And there's photographers up there. There's going to be, over the next couple of days, some really beautiful sunrises. So maybe just with somebody special in your life, just, you know, or maybe just take one of your children. If you, you know, they have a, a special year, maybe your second grader who's making their first communion and first confession, and you want to just help them recognize the glory of creation, you know, maybe try doing something like that. I believe Pittock Mansion is really decorated for Christmas too. All the all the individual rooms in there. So even I've even never, the bonus there. I've never been inside Pittock Mansion. I would love to do Brenda, that. Brenda, it's a mile away. <laughs> it's a mile from here. Go over. Go I'm check gonna, it out. I'm going to go check it's it amazing. out. Maybe yeah. I and will. And the view from up there is incredible. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, you get such an incredible view. If you're just tuning in, we have got some ways for you, especially as we move into these last ten days of Advent to just slow down and focus and appreciate the season that we are going through. Now, we did just talk about, you know, putting your phone down. Now, in this particular instance, they say, pick up your phone. Oh. Set an alarm. Because, Patrick, I know you do this, too. Set an alarm on your phone for morning, afternoon, and evening prayers. Yes, yes. And the Hail Mary Media app lets you do that. It is so easy to do. I actually get notifications throughout mm-hmm. the days uh, when it's time to pray. I have it set for, I think, 3 o'clock to pray Divine Mercy Chaplet. You have yours set for the morning Angelus. Uh-huh. Uh, all three Angelus. Uh, morning, oh, really? noon, and then at 6 at night. Yeah. Yeah, I try to play, pray it every, that has been one of my New Year's resolutions that I've actually been able to keep through the year was to pray the Angelus three times a day. I think that's perfect. And in fact, maybe take on this idea. So in our household right now, I've been telling everybody, we're not bringing anything else into the house unless we get rid of something, right? (laughs) So maybe today, pick up your phone, get rid of an app that sucks your time and add to it the Hail Mary media app. Love it. I think that's a great idea. So you just go to your your app store, whichever, you know, depending on what phone you have, Hail Mary Media. That's our app. That's the name of our app. That's easy to remember. And of course, you'll recognize that beautiful blue image of Our Lady, the logo for Mater Day Radio. It's free. And some great Advent resources on there, too. So the Oantathons, which we've been talking about, as well as they, uh, uh, just all these different Advent prayers. Sarah's really loaded that up. So great advice. Okay, so, what's the next one? Lots of great things. Well, that's kind of a full schedule. That's, <laughs> that's going to take you to, uh, to the Advent season. Just do a couple of those things today. Don't try to do everything. You do have those lists of things that you've got to get done over these next few days. Okay, get it done. But only those things that are necessary. And then set aside the rest of the time to prepare for Advent. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Tasty. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at BiancoDentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Sister Anne-Marie Warren, in this prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
meditate, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. Thou hast given all to me. To thee, O Lord, I return it. All is thine. Dispose of it wholly according to thy will. Give me thy love and thy grace, for this is sufficient for me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Support from Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 8.55, last check of weather, partly sunny this afternoon, high up to 50, a little bit windy. That'll keep things kind of feeling cool. Cloudy tonight, low 37, sunny tomorrow, sunny Sunday, high mid-50s mm. expected for both days. Going to be a great weekend. Right now, it's a little chilly to the start, 35 here in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, it's Crowder. Good God Almighty. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Times I've called your name some broken night And you showed up and patched me up like you do every time I get amnesia I forget that you keep coming around There ain't no way you ever let me down Good God
That is Good God Almighty with Crowder. It is 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Oh, friend, I'm headed over to Pitt at Mansion and enjoy a nice cup of coffee. Okay, and you can't do anything but no, look at the just, sky. Just gonna just look at the sky and sip my coffee and... Uh... <laughs> and revel in God's beautiful creation. Ooh, what a get, way to get ready for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Love for that. Sure. Good advice. Oh, gosh. Well, Friday shows are the best. So much fun. And again, we have such a beautiful morning, and that is setting up for a fantastic weekend. I can't wait. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend patch. We've got a new view from the pew coming up this oh, evening. Yeah. Me and the good deacon are talking about a family mission. Mm. We're going to we all have one and uh, how we help our children find their mission for sure too. We hope you have a very blessed day. God bless.